Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, also known as the Food Dude. Chef Pantone has been serving up amazing meals and desserts at some of the finest hotels and restaurants in New York City, Miami, and Palm Beach for most of his life. Now let's head into the kitchen with What's Cooking Palm Beach, presented by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology, sponsored in part by Duffy's Sports Grill. Welcome to another edition of What's Cooking Palm Beach here from Chef's Kitchen on News Radio 1290 WJNO. I'm Joel Malkin here with uh, Chef uh, David Pantone. Uh, you are the Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, and we do appreciate you joining us for the show. Every Anytime week. I can be in the kitchen, Joel, and especially our radio kitchen, it's a happy day. Yeah, and we uh, we really this is really a sp- not that all of your shows aren't a, a treat for me, but I. Um, Growing up Jewish, naturally, I'm a big Italian food fan. Of course, you are. So uh, we've got uh, we've got lots of Italian food in the house, and uh, and uh, a guest to go with it. But before we get to that, uh, tell us what this show is all about for our new listeners. Food, glorious food. So on this show, we talk about food, we talk about ingredients, we talk about cooking methods and techniques, healthy eating, food in the news, food events. You see, you seeing a trend there? Yes. And, and superfoods. Like That's one of my favorites, all my favorite subject. In my world, food is everything. It's art, it's science, it's culture, it's entertainment. It's my passion. And you do uh, the shows, uh, you know, a lot of shows say, well, here's what's coming up. We're going to do this, that, and the other. But we, we do it in, because it is a show about food, we do it in menu form. So tell us what's on today's menu. Basically, everything in my life is done in menu form. we got an Italian <laughs> menu today. Today's an Italian menu. So we're going to start out with the antipasto. And that'll be our superfood of the day. We'll spin the big wheel of superfoods in just a minute. And then the uh, the main course is going to be the primo. That's the chef's special of the day. And so the topic of this whole show, our, our main course is called Italian Cooking, Eating, and Living. All that is beautiful, like love Italian style. And we that's where our special guest will come in. We'll talk about her in just a few seconds. Great. Our next dessert course, the dolce course, the sweet course, right? We've got some food in the news, food events. We've got what's happening at Lincoln Culinary Institute, community courses, cafe protege, all kinds of wonderful, wonderful items. And if we can slip a question from a uh, listener in there, I got, a, I got one just this morning I'd like to talk about. And, of course, you can always email those uh, questions to what's cooking at chefpantone.com. And anytime you hear us talk about, uh, talk about uh, recipes, and I took a sneak peek at the uh, menu of today, and we have several of them. Uh, obviously, time uh, doesn't permit us giving the entire recipes for, for every recipe. We give all the all menu items, all the items for the recipe. So you can always go to uh, chefpantone.com and uh, get them. Um, a uh, beautiful woman in the studio with us uh, today that is not uh, unfamiliar with recipes, for sure. Uh, if you have lived in, in the uh, Palm Beach County area um, for any length of time, uh, you have either been in her restaurant or you've at least known people that have been in her restaurant. And for some reason, you haven't tried it yet, but I know that they are telling you that you need to. Uh, I think we've all probably been to Zuccarelli's. In, uh, well, I know the West Palm uh, location, right? Okeechobee Military. We have Olympia Zuccarelli here. How many years have you guys been open? 34. 34 years. And, and do you have a different location, too? Is it just the one, or are you in two spots? No, just the one. And we that's, moved. Uh, yeah, you did move a few years ago, uh, from, but you're still in that same kind of corner, right? Yes, we're across the street. 4595 Okeechobee Boulevard. 
And that's right there at the corner of uh, Military and Oki. It's just uh, across the street from where it used to be. Yeah, northwest corner. For a restaurant to be open for 30 years, especially a family, that's just amazing. Yeah, and you see these restaurants uh, come and go. And on last week's show, we talked about tips on how restaurants keep their consistency. Right. And I'll bet you Olympia's going to hit all five of the five with what we talk about today. That's yes. how you stay open and thrive and grow and become part of the community for 30 years. You work a lot too, right? Yes. And, and somewhere along <laughs> like the line. Like 40 hours, 9 to 5? Or 5 to 9? Probably a little more than that, right? <laughs> Just like a little Three bit more. times that. Uh, somewhere along the lines, Olympia found time through her busy work schedule to write a book and uh, – and there's a, a charity involved with that too. And we're going to get to all of that as well. And we're going to tell your story. Um, and, uh, and we're going to eat. Yes, we eat, are. Best of all. So, uh, we're going to do all of that. But first, we want to get to the, uh, Antipasto. She's, you hear thousands of years of tradition in her voice when she says that. <laughs> superfoods. So what, what are superfoods? Superfoods. Yep. Our first course of the day, the Antipasta is going to be our superfood. We're going to spin the big wheel and our superfoods to fit in to the Chef Pantone list of superfoods that we feature on this show it needs to have three different components there three different filters the first one needs to be nutrient dense right so calorie for calorie ounce for ounce the foods that we're going to talk about in the superfoods are nutritious for you the biggest bang for your nutritious buck right high in vitamins high in minerals high in phytochemicals phytonutrients uh, omega-3 fatty acids they're going to be the best things that you can eat the other two filters they have to pass to hit my list for you is that they are affordable and available, right? I don't want you to send to China looking for some special little berries, paying a million dollars for it. Right. All of the foods that we feature are going to be easily, readily available well, at your grocery store. Maybe in today's store. case, Italy. They're we don't want us to have to send you, I'm going to send send you, you to, to the Italian Italy grocery to, you, you store. You should be able to get it right here But you're going to be able to get them. I'm not, we're not going to feature something that you can't get. So, so nutrient-dense, affordable, and available. Okay, um, so we, Olympia, I'm sure you see it, the, uh, the big uh, uh, wheel sitting in front of you. That's a superfood wheel. And uh, each week when we have a guest, we ha- usually Chef does it, but his arm gets tired and, I'm old you know, and from stuff. stirring Come the on. soup so much at, at school. So uh, we, we have our guest spin that wheel. So this is the wheel of superfoods. Are you, are you ready to do it? You've been working out a little? Yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Spin that wheel. Okay, let's go. She's good at that. Looks like you're working at the Italian carnival or something, right? Broccoli rabe. How do you say it into your restaurant? Broccoli rabe. Yeah, she gets the A plus. I got the B minus. Or rapini, it's called in some areas, right? Uh, not in your, not in your, uh, some areas, but not your area. That's a beautiful thing about Italians. So many different dialects, so many different regions, and everyone is a hundred percent correct, right? Right. Very good. (laughs) This is a beautiful green. Joel, it's green. You okay with that? Well, most of the um, higher uh, nutrient-dense foods are green. I've learned that You're from you. You're awesome. Uh, and broccoli Sensei. rob gets a number. <laughs> <laughs> Maestro today, there right? So where, where is this on the uh, – on what, what number does it get? 854 out of the range of 1,000. Huh? That's pretty good. That's really good. Just near kale and arugula. Really, really good for you. It's a, a cruciferous. Hey, we featured a couple cruciferous vegetables, right? Yeah, we had right? one last week, I think. We right? did arugula yes. and bok choy is in there, broccoli's in there, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. These things are amazing for you. Uh, so it looks like these these long, leafy greens, dark, dark green in color. That usually is, uh, tells you it's really packed with nutrients. Then there's these little, beautiful little green buds on the top that kind of look like baby broccoli, right? 
Uh, and your guests sometimes think that's broccoli. Yeah, people think it's a say. What do they think? Well, they'll say, what's that? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> and sometimes they'll think it's baby broccoli. But they're really completely different. They look alike, same name. Why is it a superfood, right? Broccoli Rob is really high in vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin K. All of those things put together are going to help slow the aging process. Who doesn't want to slow the aging process, huh? Well, when you hit a certain age, you want to kind of put the brakes on it. Uh, strengthens your bones, decreases your risk of hypertension, lessens inflammation. Inflammation, big buzzword. you got to be on a low-inflammation diet, right? Helps prevent some cancers. That's what they're saying. Uh, help prevent strokes and even birth defects. And you got to remember, we are not the doctor show. We are the chef show. So we have not done our own laboratory research on this. We just use other reports that we find on the Internet. That's right. Big believer in what you eat is what you, uh, how you think and how you feel, all related. So have some broccoli, Rob. When I would go to uh, Zuccarelli's, I would uh, typically, um, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty simple eater. I'm, I'm very picky, and I stick to two or three food items: uh, the Parmesan's, uh, uh, chicken or, or veal if if it's on the menu, uh, the spaghetti and meatballs or spaghetti and meat sauce, maybe a baked ziti. Every once in a blue moon, I'll reach out and I'll get a lasagna. And that's about it. So is is this uh, broccoli, de, broccoli de Rob, something like that? You're close. Is, You're it, is, are, is that ever used in any of those dishes? No. <laughs> okay. So I've never eaten this stuff. In the history of the world, no, never. <laughs> So, so we're going to look at some uh, some uh, the some o- recipes. The over under on you eating it is very under. How about that? You know what? We're going to take a break first, and then we're going to look at some some recipes uh, that uh, Chef has actually come in, uh, in uh, including this uh, superfood. I've got to call it this superfood, so I don't embarrass myself anymore by trying to pronounce it. Uh, anyway, we're going to go over some of those. You'll also find those at chefpantone.com. It's what's cooking Palm Beach with Olympia Zuccarelli here from Zuccarelli's in uh, West Palm Beach. And we'll come right back after this. Get on your way to a new healthcare career with Lincoln College of Technology. Earn your associate's degree in nursing at their West Palm Beach campus. Learn the skills healthcare employers are looking for and prepare for a new career where you'll have a direct impact on patient care. Their industry contacts can help you launch a new career after graduation. Visit LincolnEDU.com today for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. LincolnEDU.com, student-centered training for careers that build America. We're back to What's Cooking Palm Beach on WJNO. Joel Malkin here with Chef David Pantone, Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, you are the dean over there, and uh, sometimes you bring in students. We had one last week. We did, yep. Um, but this time uh, you brought in somebody who uh, brought in their own food, and that's great. Uh, we're shooting uh, for the stars yes, this week. Olympia Zuccarelli is here with us from Zuccarelli's, uh, what is it, Italian Restaurant and Bar? Is that how we have, what's the official title? Yeah, yeah, listen to this. I want to get it right. Zuccarelli's Italian Restaurant and Bar. Right, I got it right. Uh, yeah, Wait, well, give me the bell. I think. Oh, I you the get bell. a bell. Oh, okay, all right. All right, your first um, one of the day. We're gonna we're gonna get to know you a little more, but but first, let's get to know your recipe. And you mentioned earlier a little bit about this uh, uh, broccoli de rab. That's actually the ingredient of a menu item that you also call broccoli de rab. Yes. It's a little confusing to me, but I'm sure that folks that and order it's simplicity. more than, yes, people that order more than just spaghetti and meatballs at uh, Italian restaurants probably don't have an issue with it. I'm guessing. Um, tell us how to make this stuff, and uh, are we going to get this up at uh, What's Cooking uh, or at uh, ChefPantone.com? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. And we sauté it in garlic and oil. We get the oil nice and hot, and then we throw the broccoli rub in, and we put a little bit of chicken stock, a little red pepper, salt and pepper, and we put a 
and we cover it with another pan so it steams just for about five to seven minutes. That's it. Good. Now I have to dissect your recipe. You ready? We're going to spar a little bit. How come it must still be bitter then, right? Why is it, is it bitter when you do it that way? Well, so a lot of people blanch it. Oh. You really shouldn't blanch it. You should just cook it fresh. Yeah, they blanch it. It gets wilted. It takes away such a beautiful, fresh flavor. You cook it straight to order. That's huge key. Okay, so she says it nice. (laughs) I want the real McCoy there. And the garlic, you just throw in some raw garlic. Everybody likes a mouthful of raw garlic, don't they? Make sure it's golden brown. Oh, look, she (laughs) sautés it in the the olive oil till it's golden brown. It changes the flavor completely when it hits that golden brown. So most parts of Italy, a lot of people think that Italians eat a lot of garlic, huh? Yes. Ma- uh, fact or fiction? Fiction. Fiction. Yeah, I would think that uh, garlic is a big part of it. I always thought, okay, if you're going on a first date with somebody, <laughs> don't go to an Italian restaurant because all the mints in the world will not take away that garlic, that garlic taste. So that's words not a, to live by. But but maybe not if you're not if if you guys over at Zuccarelli's are not using uh, as much uh, garlic or, or, or how is that? Uh, look, what am this I, is you know I'm dissecting everything we have here. here. Here's the fine line. The question was, do Italian people eat garlic? And the answer was no. What do Italian people do with the garlic? In Italy, um, they saute it and they take it out. They just put it in for flavor. Mm. So when it's in there, in the oil, the beautiful flavors come out of it. Now the flavor of the garlic's in the oil. And then especially a fine place like Zuccarelli's, they remove the garlic so that you're not eating chunks of garlic. Skim it out, yes. basically. Spoon it out, skimming out. So Italians, in general, don't actually eat a lot of garlic. We cook with a lot. We infuse the flavors. So the flavor is there, but not the chunks of garlic. Yes. That's a huge, huge myth, right? And we just cracked the code right here <laughs> you know, on what's some, called beach. Some of these restaurants, you get garlic rolls, and they have these big chunks of garlic on them, and you're, and you're chewing into the garlic, and then you're wondering, why can I not get this garlic taste out of my mouth? No matter what I do, for three days, you smell like you just ate Italian food. Have some parsley. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of parsley next to you. Oh, is parsley do that? Is that why they put parsley on the plate? That's a, a reason. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. Okay. All right. All right. We're All right. learning lots of amazing things here today on What's Cooking Palm Beach. All right. So that was your – That was your, now, can he use that? Can he put that up at the website or is this something well, – we just gave it away anyway. So we might sure. as well – Yeah. So we're going to – you'll put that up at uh, chefpantone.com. And hey, you have a few more uh, of your own, uh, Chef. Uh, why don't you go over some of these sure. uh, we got a couple, couple more of um, a crispy broccoli rob with chickpeas and ricotta salad, ricotta cheese salad. Now, now I'm going to – get you here because i say it the same way ricotta but you say it, it ricotta i love uh. that i love that i can never do it like it's like with 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 a spanish language i can't roll the r's it's the same thing with a ricotta i can't do that so you and i, I sound I like said an idiot it when i do american it. Like italian or italian american olympia said it italian italian how about give me like a brooklyn italian what's that sound like we're good. We're good. <laughs> We're good. And the beautiful part that I love, and it's like this in most cultures, every area believes 100% this is the right way to do it. And I think that's amazing. We're yes. such... We're, we're proud of our roots. We're proud of whatever. So they say ragot. They cut off the last couple of syllables. But I get a feeling if you walk into a real Italian uh, uh, market... And uh, you go in there and you say, hey, where's your ricotta? <laughs> that you might get laughed out, right? You might get laughed out of the place. Uh, they might take your money and sell you something yeah, from the American yeah. side. Yeah, They're saving the good the stuff. And, I, and you know what? I, I use, I use, uh, I use that, that cheese that I can't say the name of I, in a baked ziti. But, but 
but I use a jar sauce when I make it, so I know I'm I'm going to get attacked in here. But that's I don't have the yeah. time to make a sauce. Mm-hmm. I've never made a real Italian uh, uh, spaghetti sauce or or marinara sauce or. Well, well some, we make jar sauce. Yes, we sell it. You make it, but yes. you yeah, but you don't. Yeah, but I make it out of a jar. It's already in the jars. I should actually buy your Mine's jars. Mine's in the jars. So I should buy yours in the jar instead and of the one it. instead of the one that starts with an R that they sell on the shelves. You should old buy the one that style. starts with a Z. <laughs> And we're going to talk about that a little bit too with your Good book, right? Perfect. So let's perfect, do perfect. So let's do some of these. So you've got the uh, the crispy broccoli broccoli rob. Sure, you got it with chickpeas <laughs> ricotta. Good and orchetti pasta with broccoli rob and tomatoes. So it goes great with pasta. Uh, also have a pesto. You can make a pesto. Pesto is paste in Italian. It's generally in America we know it made with basil, pine nuts, parmesan, olive oil. Though in the old, in the old country, you make it with anything that's grown fresh in the garden, and that goes. This one's with it. This is really Americanized, right? Whole wheat pasta and turkey sausage. So a couple of superfoods together. Know, it's, there, it's funny because you you were you were going through the other ones, and I said, let's. I was. I'm going to say, let's spend some more time on this one. This is something that I might actually come close to eating, as picky as I am. Yeah. So uh, let's go over some of the ingredients in this one. Sure. You start with some salt, the broccoli rabe, you remove the stem, some pine nuts. Pine nuts, if you haven't uh, had pine nuts, you need to uh, uh, increase your repertoire of food and nuts. Pine nuts are beautiful. Uh, Parmesan cheese, extra virgin olive oil, some red pepper flakes. That gets all mixed together in your food processor or maybe a mortar and pestle and beat it all together and make a nice uh, paste out of it. And you cook up some whole wheat pasta, some whole wheat linguine, and some turkey sausage. Pretty healthy, very filling, full of flavor. As much pepper as you like. You can tweak it up a little bit. And you'll uh, find that at chefpantone.com. And if you have an email, it is what's cooking at chefpantone.com. And I believe we're going to have an email uh, before the show is over today. And uh, I'm waiting for the uh, producers to hand that to me. So we'll we'll have that coming. Hot out. off the press. This just in. Yeah, so we'll have that too. But um you know what? Right now, let's talk more to Olympia. Olympia uh, Zuccarelli uh from Zuccarelli's Italian restaurant and bar. Uh <laughs> so you don't use the ristorante like some of the places do. I want to make it more approachable. Okay. It is a nice place though. You could use it. It's a nice place. <laughs> um so let's uh let's talk about this because you're you know, chef this is the uh, the primo which I guess means the main course. Yes. For Italian. Uh this is your special of the day. This and you're calling it Italian cooking, eating and living. Um because there there really is more to it than just the food when you're talking about Italian. Right. It's the whole lifestyle. It's the generations together at the table. It's anybody coming to the table. You know, when I met with Olympia last week, that's when I changed the whole show idea from it was only going to be about pasta. And then I met her, and I got that feeling from the restaurant and the family. The name of her book is A Chair at My Table. I was like, oh, I miss, I miss the old days. You know, I moved here with my – I moved down to Florida like 30 years ago, and my aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody, we haven't had anybody down here. So when you hear this, when I meet you and your family, it just brings back those amazing memories that she gets to live every day. And uh, I wanted to share that with everybody because that's all comes into the food, right? Everything yes. is the food and the culture and the environment and the family. And um, she embodies it and the restaurant embodies that. So I wanted to share that with everybody. So let's uh, let's talk about you, Olympia. I'm going to do my best Barbara <laughs> Walters impersonation here. No, um, really? I don't want to make her cry. No, I don't want to make her cry. That's, that's good. Um, um, <laughs> so th- what does it mean – to be Italian. Let's let's start with that. What does it mean 
to grow up Italian. Well, like really Italian, like not somebody that, you know, has a, you know, a, I mean, your, your, your family comes from the old country, as they say, yes. right? Right. You're first generation American. First generation. My here. parents were born in America, so we're a little distant yeah, my, from yeah, the real. And, 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 you know, I have great grandparents born in some <clears throat> of the European countries, you know, um, but uh, not Italy, obviously, but, uh, but grandparents on all born here. So I wouldn't know what it's like to have close relatives coming from, uh, uh, you know, another part of the world? Well, first of all, we speak Italian. That was our first language. Mm. And um, and it's all about food and eating. And we had the family business, so I've been working since I'm a little girl. And it was always being together and working hard and just always being at the table. Mm. And we really didn't know. And it was very simple back then. And, um, you know, we, I'm an only child, so my cousins were like my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So we always, we lived in a three family house. So it was all about family and being together and just knowing where you come from. Yeah, we say it's about the food. And because that kind of is what brings us together. But what, what gets to the food is us working together, sometimes bickering together, Always. Uh, discussing, talking loud, the <laughs> community, the culture, everything. And it ends up in the food. So that food is just so much more than eating, you know, and, and uh, tasting good. It brings everything together, every tradition. So how do you take this culture, this, uh, you know, your, your family history and uh, – Moving into what thirty? How many years? Thirty what? Thirty four. So yeah, thirty four years. With the restaurant in, in, in the deli before that. Yes. You had right? the deli before that. Okay. Yes. I, went, I didn't even know about that one. Um, so, but now with the restaurant, how do you take that family history and that real Italian culture um, when it comes to food and everything else and the atmosphere? How do you take that and 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 transform it into the restaurant, into the business? Like, what do you what what have you done to really? There's about a million Italian restaurants in there. Well, we maintain consistency. Okay. And it's constant. You know, we cook to order. Um, we, our customers are not our customers. They're our guests because they're at our house. Our restaurant is our house. And um, But we don't have to clean up after ourselves, right? No. Okay, that's good. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the day-to-day uh, operations. It's, you know, we're there seven days a week. We just maintain uh, the quality, consistency, and make sure that they leave with a smile on their face. And uh, as far as the aesthetics coming from, you know, how it looks when you get in there, it's, uh, you know, it, it, does it bring you back? Yes. Okay. All right. I always try to keep it. Everybody that walked in says, wow, I feel like I'm in New York. Well, that's the thing, because there, like I said, there's a zillion Italian restaurants, uh, you know, around town. I mean, there's, there's no secret there. Uh, and we were talking earlier they don't all make it, and and most restaurants in general, mm-hmm. you know, they're fly by night. They come and go, uh, and for a business to be in business thirty four years, an Italian restaurant, it's huge. There's something that you're doing differently, and I know in your old spot there was always that dark. It was a nice romantic lighting in there. It didn't matter if it was two in the afternoon or nine p.m., and it was always nice, dark, and you know, um, candlelit kind of atmosphere. And so I guess you you know you're also doing that at this location as well that you've been at for what five years now. Yes. It's a commitment. You have to be there. We're on premise all the time. It's very important. The, the customers like to see us when they walk in the door. It's funny. You know, I've gone to businesses, um, usually, you know, mom and pops, uh, and whether they're restaurants or, or whatever type of business, and I've always been surprised 
that the owner is there. I'm like, why are like on a Sunday, for example, why are you there? Don't you have people that can do the job? What would be your reason for? Uh, what would be your re- the reason I've heard is when you want it done right, you, you know, you've, you've got to do it yourself. But what what I guess it's would that true. be? It's true. It's very true. Not not to take anything from your employees. But uh, but I'm sure you you just feel like you just need to be there because that's your home as well. Yes. Well, you have to protect your business. You have to be there. And plus, like I said before, the customers want to see us when they right. come to the door. They feel comfortable. They come in the kitchen. They they're looking for my mother. They're looking for my father. Your name's on the place. Yes. It's not a franchise TGI Fridays or something like that. You don't look for Mr. Friday when you go there. No. They're looking for somebody who has a big Z at the beginning of their name. Yes. It's your place. It's your family. All right, we're going to come back and, and talk more uh, with uh, Olympia Zuccarelli. Uh, she's got a book. Uh, she uh, is, is tied to a local uh, nonprofit. We're going to talk all about that. She's got jarred sauce, too. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to also uh, pick your brain about the right ingredients. And Chef will be asking you uh, how you do that with regards to different, uh, different items uh, on your menu and cooked in your food. So we'll come right back and do all that on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Check out the all-new Duffy Sports Grill on Village Boulevard. Completely renovated with upgraded seating inside and out. And now over 90 huge True HD TVs to catch all the sports action. Check out Duffy's weekday lunch double play and enjoy a fast and tasty lunch starting at just $5.99. You pick two from a variety of savory soups, freshly prepared salads, or signature half sandwiches, all starting at just $5.99. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to check out the weekday lunch double play. Duffy'sMVP.com for a location near you. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach. Joel Malkin here with Chef Dave Pantone from uh, Lincoln Culinary Institute. He's the dean over there. That's right on uh, 45th Street, just on the west side of I-95. Uh, we also have Olympia Zuccarelli here from Zuccarelli's Italian Restaurant and Bar uh, in suburban West Palm. It's at Okeechobee and Military Trail. Uh, go there. They've been in business 34 years. Clearly, Olympia, you guys are doing something right. Uh, again, we talk about these businesses that come and go. We're not celebrating business failure, uh, to be clear. Uh, but we do honor uh, local businesses that have been around forever. And I think 34 years, almost not to make you sound old. Yeah, and if they want to stay in business a little longer, they should be listening to this show, it, yes. especially some of the tips, yes. I think, that we're going to learn. Yes, and we're going to talk about that now, Chef. You wanted to uh, find out about um, uh, how Olympia selects the right ingredients. Right. It's about the ingredients. Yes. You have poor ingredients, you have poor food, you, it just doesn't work. So let's talk about a couple ingredients. Ready? Here comes the quiz. <laughs> Tell me your secret to tomatoes. Well, my mother handpicks them daily. She goes to the, uh, the produce stores and she picks them daily. Can't you just get like a big truckload or a couple of cases? And We uh, do have a produce company that does come by, yeah. and she goes in the truck and she picks for them. <laughs> but you also go to the farmer's market. Can't you just yes. tell your mom to relax a little bit? Picked. It's just a tomato yeah. for crying out loud. What's a big deal? And, and I'm, yeah. I'm being facetious here, right? And okay. you have one of those farmer's markets right there in the shopping center. Yes. Do you guys use that on occasion? Yes. What's it, you want to give them a plug? No? Sure, the Emporium <laughs> Shops. Emporium, the Emporium right. Farmers, yeah, sorry. Yes, give them a pl- I've been there. It's a great, great place. Whenever, you know, when, whenever I go to the grocery store and I'm buying produce, I'm always thinking, man, why didn't I go to the – I'm going to save money and get fresher, better stuff oftentimes. Yeah, yeah. At some of those I've heard places. Olympia say, and you say it better than me, something it's not about the type of tomato as much as, as it is about the freshness of that tomato. It's the freshness. Is that about it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so God makes these tomatoes pretty darn good. The farmer takes care of them if you're getting them from a good farmer. And uh, when they're ripe, they're ripe. They're just amazing. You don't have to really do anything to it. You mm-hmm. bite it right out of there. Yes. 
I pick them from my garden at home or from the garden at the school, and you bite it right there. And people say, what a freak. They think I'm a freak because I would eat a tomato right out in the garden. But have you ever tasted one of these? For the students, it's easy. I just say, here, don't take mine, but taste this. And they'll say, that's what a tomato is supposed to taste like. So your mom picks the best tomatoes, the freshest, the ripest, just how she likes them. And that's what goes into your sauce. That's what goes into your salads and everything. Everything, yes. That's easy. And that's probably one of the staples across a lot of your dishes is that tomato. So check it out. If you have, I'm just making this up, 100 items and 50 of them have tomatoes in there and you don't use the best tomatoes, half of your food right there is not going to. So mom picks the best, best tomatoes right there. How about we go with garlic too? I know you have something that you, uh, a little something you say about garlic, huh? Well, we peel our garlic fresh. Why don't you buy the big, I know they come in like gallon-sized containers, pre-pilled fresh from China. Is that not good enough? <laughs> yeah, they're good, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> right? He was setting you up for that one. <laughs> fresh peeled garlic is the best. The best. That's it. And then fresh crushed, fresh used, use it right there on the spot. Yes. Maybe you throw some in a food processor and get a... a yeah, we chop it, mince chop, it, everything. And not to every dish, maybe. Maybe you have a little bit going ahead of you, a couple of dishes worth, a half a day's worth or something, but yeah, it's, it's still fresh right there. It's not the processed stuff. No, they prep for the day. Tell me about your seafood. I saw the beautiful seafood salad. What is that one called? Antipasto di mare. That's very nice how you say Another that. word, uh, a term I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> we it, buy our seafood daily yeah, in small yeah. quantities. So no, it's why don't you fresh. get like a whole bunch at the same time? No. It'll last. You get frozen. It'll last for a long time. No. <laughs> again with the fresh with thing. The setup again. Yeah. I'm trying to broker, broker a deal here <laughs> for the processed food factory to sell to you. I'm, what, I'm not what about really. Your, what about your, your pasta, Olympia? I'm imagining that you're not like me and you don't open up a box and, and take out the, the, the dried up pasta and break it in half and throw it in the. <laughs> no. <laughs> Joel, there's nobody just like you, okay? <laughs> We're actually going to talk a little bit about uh, 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 the, the tips to, to making pasta right now. Sure. I want to talk about that box for a second. Just because it's in a box or a jar doesn't mean it's it's good or bad necessarily. It depends right. what's inside of there. Exactly. You talked about jarred sauces before that you might have had some that are not amazing. You haven't had Olympia sauce, Zuccarelli sauce in the jar. Again, Where do you find that, by the way? You have to restaurant. go to the restaurant. Okay. All right. So you're not a Publix yet. No. no. Okay. Everything fresh in it. You read the ingredients. There's no words in Latin. I know every word on the ingredient list. It's fresh, natural ingredients, just like we would use at home yeah. every day. Yes. I'm guessing tomatoes would probably be number one on the ingredient list. Yes. Yeah. Maybe water's in there somewhere. Mm. No? I think so. <laughs> You'll see. See, this is why I don't make my own sauce. This is why sure. I need some um, of that Zuccarelli sauce. There's amazing boxed pastas outside, dried pastas, uh, yes. you know, from Italy, from even some from this country. Uh, Barilla is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. They make a great pasta. And and once you know what you're doing here, Joel, you, you don't become a snob anymore. You become more more natural and more accepting as long as it's wonderful and high quality, right? There's no room for poor, mediocre quality in your recipes and what I like to eat. As long as it's wonderful, I almost don't care where it's made. If it's made down the street or in Italy, if it's magnificent, I'm okay with it. Yes. Right? You take that away. Great pastas. Olive oil. Where do you get your olive oil Are from? you squeezing <laughs> an olive into a... We've you know? gone through so many olive oils. <laughs> we uh, use extra virgin olive oil when we cook for everything. When you, you say you've gone through so, so many, I'm assuming that some are better than others. I, what is the difference between different, say, brands of olive oil? Well, some are blended, mm-hmm. some are uh, pressed, and it's all, it's all about taste. You know, we yeah. taste everything that we buy. Isn't that your hit song, All About That Taste? About that taste, about that taste. About yeah. The, yeah, it is. <laughs> and um, 
And with the olive oil, again, we're not pretentious. Once you're into it, it's a blind tasting. It either tastes wonderful or it doesn't taste wonderful. Right. And what it says on the label is not so important after a while. No. And um, there's a big olive oil shortage. I, I'm sure you follow, but there's going to be uh, – your olive oil prices are going to go sky high in a couple of months. Droughts uh, – what else is new, right? <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> it's going right. to hit you where you live yeah. in the olive oil pocketbook. <laughs> and, we, and we should say when that happens, restaurants have to pay more for items, and, and oftentimes they then have to charge more. So um, do you find your, your guests understand that sometimes? Yes. Yeah. When different menu items have to go up in price, it's not that it's not that you're trying to just you know rake them for another buck, but, no. but you you have to. People who appreciate quality will always understand that you have to pay extra for. Quality. Yeah, I'll pay a little more for you know for for something that's better. You know, I buy that uh, sauce in the store, and it's not as good as what I would get from from Olympia. I'm sure hers costs more, but it's for you know it's going to taste a lot better, and I don't have to make my own, which is also a benefit. It's all about the quality. <laughs> and then cheese. You got it. And you have this big, giant piece of cheese I yeah, want to talk about, too. Some Reggiano what Parmigiano. Looks like it would hurt my foot. Like if you the king it. of Parmesan cheeses, right? That's a I Parmesan. That's a Parmesan cheese. I don't think I've ever seen Parmesan cheese as a big cheese. I've only seen it in the little thing you, you spray it out of the little. You, in the you, green cardboard box. The, okay. Well, the box and the, like I said, it doesn't matter if it's in the box or what it is, but sometimes it does matter what it, if it's in the box or the jar. You see the, the green box. And that's what you get. And for twenty two fifty a pound, you'll get something that's wow. like yes. this, okay. right? This is. Um, and then you have to grind it yourself. Yes. yes. Or you have people work. Like, yes. <laughs> it's work. Fresh. It's amazing. Now you have mom doing that. Yes. <laughs> okay, mom. Right. Mom's grinding. When it's ground, that's when the natural oils and the aromas yes. and the flavors come out. Even the stuff in the green box. But that was that was ground six months ago in the right. green box. So that flavor at that moment was amazing. The person right. working that grinding station, he probably snagged a little bit and ate it because right. it's probably okay-ish at that time. By the time we get it six months later, not so much. No so how do you pick? How do you pick your cheese? Well, there's there's a type different types of cheese. The Parmigiano Reggiano is considered mild. <laughs> there you go. A plus. <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> Darn it. At least I don't say Parmesan, okay? <laughs> okay. I know it's Parmesan. That. It's mild. Mm-hmm. We we actually cook with that. Mm. Uh, the Pecorino Romano nice. is the wheel that we get, and we grind it ourselves, and that's used on the tables for uh, grated cheese. Right. You call yeah, it grated, yeah. cheese. grated cheese. Oh, that's right. That's called grated cheese. Yeah. Well, that way, it's, if it's not just Parmesan, sometimes they put the Romano in there, So right, in places, some places. Romano Sharp. We use sharp. sharp. Okay. All right. Yeah. Each one has a real different flavor. Yes. And the more you taste it, then we have to decide as professionals what to blend it with. Yes. If you put two items together that blend well, it tastes like a symphony going on in your mouth. You also have to watch the salt because it's ah, naturally salty. Yeah, so you don't want to add salt on your food because the cheese automatically is salty. You know what? And that brings me to the Can we do this? Can we do this Let's now do real it. quick? <laughs> Uh, I found this article, and actually in the Palm Beach Post, we'll give the post a plug here, uh, how to cook pasta perfectly, and then it puts in uh, uh, in parentheses, because you're probably doing it wrong. Now, I think they were more talking to me in that headline <laughs> than to either of you guys. It says, use a large pot. Then that just seems, really? Okay. What's the benefit of a large pot versus a smaller pot? Well, it depends how, how many people you're cooking for. That's sure. important. And I'll take the I'll take the scientific side from it, okay. right? So as as the and as the pasta is cooking, a lot of the starch is being released, 
right? And you're, when you're done, your water is going to be very starchy, and your pasta is not going to be so starchy. So if you have a lot of water, the pasta starch has a place to go. If you only have a little bit of water, when you strain it, all of the, much of the starch is still going to be there. It's going to stick together faster. It's going to have a pastier flavor. General rule of thumb is a pound of pasta to a gallon of water. In the school business, you have to try to put some, right. if you just say, hey, whatever, people don't know what hey, whatever means until you do it a thousand times. So we put, we categorize things like that. Uh, I'll say a pound to a gallon. That's easy for people to remember. All right. So you guys, you were just talking about uh, not adding salt. I'm going one ding there for me. Not adding, <laughs> not adding salt, but it actually says you need to salt the water when you're going to make pasta. What is the benefit there if there is any Olympia? You're looking at me with a deer in the headlights look like well, you've you're never mixing done apples this. and oranges. I learned together. this when I was a kid to put salt in the water. Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. What do. is the benefit? I always was told that that makes the water cook quicker, and I'm sure that's not the proper. That was mom. Mom told me that. Yeah. Okay. A couple of things. Flavor, right? Flavor. Yeah. Exactly. Because you just compared it to what Olympia said, but she wasn't talking about making pasta. She was talking about the finished dish. Okay. Where right. the cheese is a little salty. So, you know, some people, they, they sit down, here comes their food, they put all this salt on it before oh. they taste it. And then they might even say, hey, it's too salty. Of course it's too salty. We know how to make it, right? So she was saying that the cheese is naturally salty, which we love. So you don't have to add any extra salt to that. No. When you cook the pasta water, the salt is there to enhance the flavor. Yes. Right? Without it, the pasta might taste a little flat because it's only semolina. Exactly. Uh, that's it. And um, and sometimes with egg yolk in it, and there's a few different ways to make the fresh pasta, but the salt enhances the flavor. And and theoretically and scientifically, like you said, it raises the boiling point, so it might, quick, it might raise it by one-tenth of one degree and cook for four seconds fast or something like that, but it's really not enough to do that. To do, uh, you know, to change the cooking time. It's to add flavor. It's to enhance the flavor. Yes. Um, Keep stirring. You need to keep stirring it, not just ignore it for 10 minutes. We stir it a little bit, but then, you know, you just have to, it's all about visual. What happens if you stop? It's just going to get stuck together, basically? Yeah. Key is that it has to be stirred at the very beginning. Because yeah. if it, say you have a fettuccine noodle and they're all laying on top of each other at the bottom of the pot, then they're all going to stick together. Because I said it releases the starches. The starches are going to stick together. They're going to end up with one giant fettuccine. How, what would a giant fettuccine be called? Fettuccino. I don't know. A big chunk of something. Fettuccione. Fettuccione. <laughs> Thank you. You get a one point for that. So you at least have to keep mixing it around for the first couple of minutes especially if you don't have enough water. So it's all kind of related together. Uh, test the pasta two minutes before it's ready? Yes, we, we pick it Grab out and we out. taste it. And then it's so hot. I do that at home, and then it's so hot. It's like, how do I? Oh, my yeah. gosh, it's so hot on my Well, fingers. it all depends how you want it. I mean, the, the texture. I mean, we like it al dente, oh, which is a little good. firm. Can we talk about that yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, because that is a thing. That, uh, sometimes al dente is good. I think there's different strains of al dente. I think there's different, like, levels of al dente because sometimes – I went to a, a restaurant once, uh, and it was just a little bit too al dente. And I realized that that's probably me not being cultured. Um, but uh, Because when I cook at home, I make it to where I can put it in my mouth and bite into it and not have to chew it. Uh, but obviously, that's probably overcooking the pasta, correct? Mm, yeah, so al dente <laughs> means... A little firm. Yeah, a little firm. Al dente dental, like your dental teeth, it's to the bite. So you want a yes. little firm, a little bite in Not there. What that stands for? How about that, I huh? Have no idea. I'm All a right. teacher kind of guy. I know those kind of well, things. There you go. So, so when I grew up and when I was in culinary school, my teacher taught me, and it's not scientific, but I remember it 30 years later. 
he ranged it from Lorraine to al dente to cafeteria. So cafeteria was mushy, overcooked. <laughs> al dente was to the bite. And Lorraine was Sophia Lorraine. When he used to work at the Italian restaurant and cook for Sophia Lorraine every night, she liked her pasta extra al dente. So just the way he taught me that, I remember that 30 years later. And some people, do you have some guests who ask for extra al dente? Yes. Yeah, once you get used to that, it tastes so good. I love the texture of it and, and, and so much dislike the mushy part. When it gets mushy, it's just completely different. And how about this one, Olympia? I'm curious to see if you've ever done this. Um, save a scoop of pasta water because it says that uh, this starchy water can work wonders in sauces. Is that something you've ever done? That sounds no. kind of gross. <laughs> Never heard that. It does. Well, this is what this this writer for I the told you Olympia, Post, did I, I tell you he's going to say gross one time? <laughs> okay, now here I'm going way on the other side. Are you kidding me? It's like amazing. It's it's pasta water is my one of my go to ingredients. This is when you're cooking your pasta. Did you write this article? I didn't. <laughs> but I learned this from Lydia. Lydia Bastiani. Bastiani? I can't say her last name so well. So the pasta water, it's got all the flavor in there and it has some starches left in there like we talked mm-hmm. about that. You strain out your pasta. And this is not when we make 5 and 10 pounds at a time. This right. is when you're making a little bit at home. Right. You strain that out and you save some of the pasta water. Then you mix together, not your tomato sauce, but if you're making a different pan kind of a sauce, maybe there's seafood in there a little mm-hmm. bit. And you thicken it up a little bit with that pasta water so it gets the starchiness that thickens it up, and it's got the pasta flavor. And when I do it, it tastes amazing, so don't say gross again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and then two, two quick things. And we were talking about one of these before the, uh, before the show. How do you feel about uh, putting oil? I was always told you have to put a little bit of oil uh, in the water when, when you're bringing it to a boil. And then the other, uh, the other part is uh, on here. And it says, do not rinse the pasta, because I've always rinsed the pasta off. So let's start with the oil. We never really used oil. Yeah. I, I can't. We we used to strain it from the pot with the salt water, and we, we did rinse it. Yeah. See, I was always I was always told that the oil was to keep it from sticking, but I guess that you were saying that's a myth. Yeah, Jeff. and somebody's going to want to fight me over this one, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm feeling good today. Right? The oil floats to the top. To the, top. the pasta goes to the bottom. Right. Look, I'm going to use my best. Oh, oh there's a my Waste. best, my best $40 <laughs> a gallon olive oil in the pot. No, how about, how about drizzle that over after? That yes. will taste amazing. So to me, it's a waste of a beautiful olive oil and then to rin- put in the pasta. Rinsing it doesn't take some of the starchiness away that you might want for flavor? There really is no set rule. Yeah. That's yeah. the first most important thing. There's no set rule because that means half the world is wrong and half is right. And that's right. just bad. We know what that. you think is right. <laughs> all right. Well, what I think is right is talking about your book and your sauces and your, your charity work. And we're going to do all of that with Olympia Zuccarelli on What's Cooking Palm Beach. That's coming up next. If that sound gets your motor running, it's time for a career with a little extra horsepower. Lincoln College of Technology is now enrolling for hands-on automotive technology training. Learn the skills that can help you launch an automotive career today. Visit LincolnEDU.com. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on WJNO. Chef Dave Pantone with the uh, Lincoln Culinary Institute. And uh, we also have Olympia Zuccarelli here. Uh, you are uh, a wonderful citizen of our local community. I understand uh, you're the woman of the year, are you? I'm running for woman of the year okay, for okay. the Leukemia Society. And Lymphoma Society, that's right, that's right. Um, and uh, you're also doing some charity work for uh, Mar-a-Lago, a charity event for the Jewish Tell me about that. They had a charity event at Mar-a-Lago, and um, I was invited to be a chair on the committee. 
By the way, I wasn't ready to talk yet. <laughs> I'm eating your meatballs. <laughs> all beef from uh, Zuccarelli's? Yes. Beautiful. And we say all beef because some places put a little sausage in there and stuff, right? Yes. And then the other thing you were saying is the few times, it's delicious, by the way, the few times I've made meatballs, I actually took the time to do it, <laughs> I learned from my mom, and I learned that you put it in a pan with oil or olive oil or, or any other kind of oil and you cook it. Again, Jewish, not Italian. Um, so forgive me, but you don't you don't fry them. No, we bake them. Okay, that's always a thing in the families: baked versus fried versus, uh, and then they go in the sauce after. Yes, and that makes the sauce taste better. It makes the meatball taste better. Yes. Is this the sauce syndrome. that you're selling in the jars? Is this the same sauce? Yes, that's our tomato sauce. I'm right after the show. I'm heading over there and buying a jar. <laughs> Pantone family had some spaghetti with a beautiful, uh, your beautiful tomato sauce two nights ago. Almost 11 p.m. So it was a little late night kind of dinner. It's fantastic. Oh, nothing better than late night uh, pasta. Um, all right. So you have the event uh, coming up. When when is the event? Uh, March 25th. March 25th. And uh, tell me what tell me all about it. What what's going to happen there? I'm doing a benefit for um, the Leukemia Society for Woman of the Year. It's called Got Garlic. <laughs> Got Garlic. Love it. At 6:30 at the restaurant. Okay, and then the book. We're going to talk about the book because uh, this also benefits the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Yes. And this is called, uh, and Chef mentioned it earlier, it's called A Chair at My Table, uh, and Olympia's pretty face right on the front here, uh, Being Zuccarelli, Cooking, Eating, Living. And uh, this thing has all kinds of great uh, recipes in it. And, oh, my goodness, some pictures, some pictures in there of a bunch of uh, different recipes. I can't even pronounce the names yes. of, the, of the meals. <laughs> Osobuco? Osobuco. Yeah, okay, you did it better than me once again. Uh, so you can you can pick this book up. You don't have to go to Zuccarelli's to get the book. You can get it on, what, Amazon? and Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble. Ba- basically, anywhere you can buy books, you're going to – is this, this is on the bestseller list already? How oh, long, my bestseller soon, list. How long, is, how long has it been out? <laughs> Three months. And a uh, uh, portion of the proceeds going to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society yes. for that book. So uh, check it out, and you could cook just like a pro. Mm. Just like, uh, well, maybe not just Or you can like be inspired, that. and then you should go to Zuccarelli's because <laughs> yes. it's not that easy. No, it's not. It's a lot of work, and sometimes you just want somebody else to do the work for you. Um, uh, did you want to talk about a recipe or two from the book? I want to talk about the osobuco if you can. You got me excited. <laughs> I, well, the osobuco is a veal shank. By the way, she doesn't even need the book to look at this. She, she's got it in her right there in her head. <laughs> but our my favorite recipe okay. is the brajoli. Brajole is we you can make it with pork or beef, and we we trim it, we pound it, and then we put uh, parsley, grated cheese, mm. uh, raisins, and pine nuts. We raisins roll it. Raisins and pine nuts. Yeah. And then I tie them, and I I braise them in a saute pan with garlic and oil, yeah. a little bit of red wine, and then I put fresh tomatoes, and I let it cook in the sauce for about an hour, an hour and a half. Nice, nice, nice. And then nice. you can just cut it with a you fork. Tie them up. Well, we tie them or we use the long toothpicks. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. And then we... Yeah, so inside of there, so you have the hearty flavor of the beef. You've got the pine nuts have their own beautiful nutty kind of flavor. The raisins, once you bite sweet. into a raisin, you got a little sweet going in on your mouth. There's some parsley in there, yes. right? So you have this fresh thing going on in your mouth. And that's what we do, right? It's all about combining the ingredients to make something better than the uh, in individual ingredients. The sum is better. Yes. That's one of the classic, one of the best, and a lot, a lot of work. Yes, it is. And I had some not long ago in a restaurant in New Jersey, and it was poor. 
It's like, wow, somebody went through all of that labor, and then they just overcooked it. It fell apart and everything. So even after all of that work, you have to – it's a craftsmanship. It needs to be the great ingredients, the great techniques, attention to detail like you do it every day at Zuccarelli's. Yes. That's what keeps it consistent and top quality. All right, once again, we want to thank Olympia uh, Zuccarelli for being here from Zuccarelli's Italian thank Restaurant you for having me. and Bar. Thank you for the bell. No, it's uh, bl- thank you for bringing the meatballs, <laughs> by the way. And I, I'm going to go get a, a jar of that sauce. Get chair at, a, a chair at my table uh, from Olympia Zuccarelli, and you can find it uh, basically anywhere where they sell books, online and in store. So uh, check that out. We're going to come right back and uh, talk about some news and events going on, things happening at Lincoln Culinary Institute, and wrap up What's Cooking Palm Beach next. Check out the all-new Duffy Sports Grill on Village Boulevard. Completely renovated with upgraded seating inside and out. And now over 90 huge True HD TVs to catch all the sports action. Check out Duffy's weekday lunch double play and enjoy a fast and tasty lunch starting at just $5.99. You pick two from a variety of savory soups, freshly prepared salads, or signature half sandwiches, all starting at just $5.99. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to check out the weekday lunch double play. Duffy'sMVP.com for a location near you. Welcome back once again to What's Cooking Palm Beach on WJNO. Joel Malkin with uh, Chef David Pantone from the Lincoln Culinary Institute. We've got Olympia Zuccarelli here. We have a giant pumpkin here, Chef, that I guess was brought for no no reason whatsoever. They don't cook with pumpkin at Zuccarelli's. <laughs> well, they, their food is mostly southern, southern Italian, mm-hmm. warm and tropical lemons and very fresh kinds of foods and tomatoes and peppers. Northern Italy uses, uh, they have winter squashes. It gets cold up in northern Italy. They have winter squashes, and they cook with pumpkin up there. In, in all, of the, all of the real countries, whatever grows is what they eat. That's what you have. You had that for thousands of years. So they use pumpkins in northern Italy. And I picked it from the garden at the school today just because somehow the stem got broken. That means it's time to pick it. Um, now, she brought the meatballs in, and I'm just finishing mine. Delicious stuff, delicious sauce. And uh, you also brought some tiramisu in, and I was going to um, finish yeah. my meatball and, and, and have a, a slice of that. But There's been, not enough for the both of us. It's been taken over to the other there's side like of the There's uh, like nine portions here, and there's not enough for yeah, you. Chef Sorry is, about that. A chef, to, a chef is taking all, all that. We'll, we'll see if I can maybe knock them out and take, a, my take a taste. It's my show. It's my tiramisu. <laughs> I'm pulling rank. But you can find that on your menu there at Zuccarelli's, right? Yes. Uh, really quick, let's talk about Lincoln Culinary Institute to wrap up the show. You have uh, some new classes beginning at the end of the month. We have new classes on March 30th. So we'll have a whole new crop of students coming in, fresh. It's, you know, some will come in as 17 years old. Some will come in at, I think my most senior student is 65, wow. 66 years old. Wow. So all walks of life, countries all around the world. All of the different states, and what they share is some kind of a passion about food. I do with them when I meet them the first time a passion check, okay? And it's not not weird like that or anything. But I talk to them about food and what inspires them, and if they start dancing on their toes and they start smiling and everything, I tell them, good, you pass. You will fit in with us. The school is kind of a very special place. We think and breathe and talk food 24-7. So if you're not ready for that, it could seem like a kind of a weird place. And if not, if that gets you excited, you think, ha, I found the right place. (laughs) You know, this is where everybody's kind of like me. And uh, it's a pretty magical place. Classes starting in just a couple of weeks. If you're interested, you have a friend, a neighbor, a family member, bring them on over. Ask for me, Chef Pantone. I'll take you for a tour around, and um, we'll get to talk about food. You can go to uh, ChefPantone.com. Uh, and you can email anytime. Uh, we do have that email. We were going to do an email. Can we do that real I've quick? I've got an email. Yes, I do. What do we got? I've got uh, Gina from North Palm Beach with a question about oatmeal. 
Okay, I don't know. Do you eat oatmeal in Italy? Farina. 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 Okay. This one's about oatmeal. And it's a cool one. I like these kind of questions. It's a little scientific. She said, how do I stop my oatmeal from boiling over? So uh, either she puts it in the microwave and it boils over in the microwave, if you can imagine it's that. It's happened to me here it's with the happened instant to oatmeal. Here. Yeah. And or um, in the pot, it'll boil over. There's a um, there's a there's an answer out there. I don't know, old wives' tale, I don't know, that says you add a little pat of butter to it. So we did some experimenting. To a cup of oatmeal, you need to add two and a half tablespoons of butter to keep it from boiling over. That's a lot of butter. That's way too much butter. So the idea that 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 works is is theoretically, I guess it works, but nobody adds two and a half tablespoons of butter to a cup of oatmeal. That's just crazy. So the answer really is, there's a couple different answers, but the real answer is put it in a bigger bowl, right? Mm, Sounds so simple. Yeah. Um, if you follow the directions sometimes on the package and something bad happens, maybe it's the directions that are wrong. So really, it's a bigger bowl. You want it to expand. You want it to bubble. You want that to happen. That's how the oatmeal likes to cook and release its flavors and its starches. And that's how it's supposed to be. But you really need a bigger pot. All right. Uh, so <clears throat> there you go. Bigger bigger bowl, bigger pot for sometimes oatmeal. Sometimes there's simple answers. That's sometimes it. That's it. All right. Uh, and, and again, classes start March 30th. Uh, new classes there at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm, 45th, just west of 95. Uh, go to uh, chefpantone.com, or you can uh, also call 1-800-TOP-CHEF. You had it first. 1-800-TOP-CHEF. That's uh, our number. Thanks for joining us here in the What's Cooking Kitchen. Join us next time when the Chef's Daily Special will be... From the line to the table, fresh Florida seafood. We have a special guest from Guanabana's Restaurant in Jupiter. He's... John Sullivan, one of my fantastic graduates. All right, and once again, we want to thank Olympia Zuccarelli. Go to Zuccarelli's Italian Restaurant and Bar Military in Okeechobee in West Palm this weekend. Have some dinner. Uh, have some dessert. The tiramisu, I understand. It's amazing. And uh, you have an offer for our listeners, I understand? Yes, mention the radio and you'll get a free glass of wine. Yeah, mention that you heard this show on What's Cooking Palm Beach. All right, once again, thank you guys. Thank you, Chef, for letting me eat for free once again on a Saturday. My pleasure. Bon appetito. <laughs> You've been listening to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. Tune in and find out what's cooking Saturdays from 1 till 2 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WJNO. If you have any questions or ideas on a topic, please email what's cooking at chefpantone.com. That's P A N T O N E.com. What's Cooking Palm Beach is presented by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology, and sponsored in part by Duffy's Sports Grill. Visit Duffy's MVP.com for a location near you.